You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands in the leisure and entertainment industries get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit nicolarowley.com for more details and read Nicola's Amazon best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This is going to be a good topic for you today because it's one we haven't covered here on the podcast and it's one that loads of you are now asking me about. So we're going to go straight into it. I've got a guest here who knows loads about this topic, so you're going to love it. So I've got Bushra Azza. You will know her. She's been in my world a, a long time and I've been in hers. And she is known for the art of persuasion. Um, and she also does amazing things with software, which we were just chatting about before this, which is why I want to come on and talk about AI um, and how using artificial intelligence doesn't have to be an and or kind of thing. You know, we have these people that are, they are like copywriters, especially my husband's a copywriter and they're all worried that it's going to take over and they're not going to be needed anymore. And then we have people who love it and like are doing such good things with it. So welcome to the podcast, Bushra. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a wonderful introduction. I appreciate that. No worries. Let's talk about this. So you talk about people that are either denying AI or necking AI. What do you mean by this? So, okay, so that's a concept that's a, every time I talk about this, people are like, oh my God. So AI has kind of become like a, it's kind of become like a religion, I, I feel on the internet, where there are such extreme point of views about the whole impact of artificial intelligence. And the way I describe this is you can divide the people on the internet into two categories. There are people who I call the AI neckers. And these are people who are necking AI like a horny teenager. They call AI their Lord and Savior. Uh, you know, <laughs> AI is going to change the world. AI is the one who's going to, you know, run the internet and we should just all, you know, just curl up in a fetal position and die because AI is going to take everything. So those are the AI neckers, of course. And then there are the other category of people who are, who are what I call are AI deniers. And AI deniers are those who are pretending that it is not going to make a difference, <laughs> that it is just a fad, and it's going to disappear, and it's not going to make a difference, and we should not even worry about this. And there is, I feel it is so dangerous to fall into any one of these two categories because yes, AI is here to stay. Yes, it is possibly one of the biggest changes the internet has seen since the internet started. So yes, it has done that. However, um, also preaching at the, like bowing down at the altar of AI is also not gonna serve us because the way I want you to look at this is not to be an AI denier or an AI necker, but to see yourself as what we call, what I call a brain champion. And when I say brain, it stands for B-R-A-I-N, which means think of AI as an amplifier to your natural genius. So the word B-R-A-I-N, it basically means something that combines your brilliance, what it is that you are good at, that is completely unduplicatable, something that is completely ungooglable and irreplaceable, your brilliance, 
combine it with AI, and then also augment it with neuromarketing principles, which is something that I specialize in. So that's what B-R-A-I-N, the brain starts, uh, system stands for. And really, that is the whole idea. Do not let AI dilute your genius. Let AI augment your genius because boy, can it augment your genius. Exactly. It can. And I think what people are doing is, is kind of thinking that it's going to take over and that we will be made redundant. And the thing is, as with anything, including the internet or anything that's happened in the, in the last 500 years, everything we have is a tool that we can use to make what we do better. And I can't see how AI is any different to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It will replace, I want you to look at it this way, it will replace the infected mediocre parts of of a human brain. I, I mean, I say it like this, it sounds really stupid, but look at, think of it this way. Um, if you have some sort of an infection in your tooth, right? If it is a tooth that doesn't work well, even if it does not have an infection, even if, if it somehow does not do what it is supposed to do and you get a surgery and you get it replaced with um, um, a fake tooth or an implant or whatever, that is how I want you to look at AI. It is not meant to replace you as a whole. It is meant to replace the parts of you that you are not good at. I suck at design. So I should absolutely be leaning into AI to help me become a better, you know, create better designs if mm -hmm. I want to do that. So think of it as uh, AI replacing or strengthening or augmenting the parts of you that are not so good. But the part of you that is truly genius, that is your gift, the part that people come to you for, the soul, the, the human connection, right now, only you can offer it. Yeah. But don't get so, and, and that, that's, therein lies that, that weird balance, right? If you get too enamored with AI, you run the risk of losing that. And you lose yourself a little bit. I've seen people do that. Um, I've seen people start using AI and suddenly on the internet, they don't sound like them anymore. And I can tell they're using AI. Yeah. People always say, you can't tell when someone's using chat G2. I, I can tell immediately when people are because they're not injecting themselves into the copy that they're getting out of it. Yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So apps do use it, 100% use it, but use it as an augmenter, not as a replacer. The way, the worst way to use AI is to start think of, thinking of it as making a clone of you. The moment you start thinking of AI as a clone, no, it's not a clone, it's a really smart, assistant that's who that that's who an AI and that's is. a bit safer and, isn't it that makes us feel a bit better it's not going to take over it's just yeah. gonna, like help us not yet at least at least <laughs> not yet I feel like in our lifetime in our lifetime I don't think we have anything to worry when it comes to for when it comes to AI replacing natural genius injected with soul so it will eventually have enough information for them to be able to pull data points and to be able to say things that almost sound like they are based on Lisa's experience or Bushel's experience. But I don't think in our lifetime, it'll be able to replace our soul. And I think that is going to be the ultimate differentiator, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, I am too. I've, I've seen I robot. I'm very happy about right, it. Right, having soul... <laughs> your soul and your genius being the ultimate differentiator that is the that's a dream right that is the dream because yeah. we are we're so i am personally and i'm sure you are too so tired of 
differentiating on design and value propositions and hooks and angles and funnels and marketing. Let's just all differentiate on soul. Let's all people who, when you speak and you speak to someone's soul, let them come to you. And because we do that to an extent, don't we? We already we do. do that in our marketing. It's just going to make it easier because there's a level playing field. Yes, yes, that's what I'm excited. And those who sadly do not have souls and those who sadly are in the habit of, because now the, the rip-off thing is redundant. Yeah. Right? Now everyone is ripping off everyone. I'm sorry. The moment you say, I am going to use AI to write my next bestseller. I'm going to use AI to uh, to uh, write, create my course. I'm sorry, you are ripping someone off. Yeah, you don't know them, but you're definitely ripping someone off. And the whole and you've been stolen from Lisa. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. yeah, and I've been stolen from a yeah. gazillion times. That issue is no longer relevant because now everyone is a ripoff artist. So the only thing that's brilliant because then everything is based on actually you and what you can really do. And so actually right? none of that matters anymore. And actually even what won't matter, which is a good thing. I talk a lot about the people that are not in integrity in the industry. Yeah. That won't even be a thing anymore because, I mean, there will be no such thing as integrity in the industry because it will be too easy to just use other people's stuff basically and so you will be literally looked at through what you are good at yeah you will be forced to face the reality of your own expertise and your own genius and yeah. if you don't have any you yeah, gotta take gone. exit stage left because yeah. Your time is over. The the X factor kind of bit is the bit yeah. that will stand out. That's not a bad thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. So what can we do now? Like AI is just filtering through. For, for some people, they've been using it for a while. For, for some of us, it's just starting to filter through. What do you think is the best way to start using it now as we get used to the, you know, there's a million people already with a course out about it. But without having to do that, instead of just, you know, just playing with it ourselves. What do you think we should be doing to get familiar with it? Yeah, so the way <clears throat> the way I see this, and I know that everyone is kind of obsessed with ChatGPT and everyone is talking about ChatGPT, but you have to understand, you have to take a look at ChatGPT in its in its raw form and in, in its rawest form, it is uh, a language model and it collects data points from the internet and Sometimes the data points that it collects, they work in our favor and sometimes they don't. So please do not make the mistake of, I think, I think let's take a step back. I think a better approach to do this, if you're someone who's kind of terrified of um, AI and you're thinking, where do I start? Um, I think it makes sense to make a list, uh, take a piece of paper, divide it into three columns. In the first column, write things that you know you only you can deliver to your audience. So what is your brilliance? What is it that you're truly, truly good at? Something that people keep telling you, I come to you for this. I come to you for your personality. I come to you for your humor. I come to you. People tell me, I come to you for your inappropriate sense of humor. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you can try, and, try and copy that, Mr. Robot. Yeah, try and copy that, ChatGPT. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, make a list of all those things. And yes, some of those things would be relevant to your topic, but some of those things might be relevant to just you. Maybe it's your story. Maybe it is what you talk about. Maybe it's a social cause that you support. But what is it that is truly your brilliance, your genius, things that make you you and that are not duplicatable? And that is the thing that you want to focus on. So that's the first column. And the second column are things that you are not so good at. Uh, the, the things that you are good at, but they are easily copyable, like someone can do them. So for example, maybe, and I know people who are good at design, and I always give this example, I suck at design, but there are people, it's not their genius, it is not their core brilliance, it is not their core area of strength, however, they're good at design. But it does not fall into the first column because this is not something that they can sell. They're just good at design, they have a good aesthetic. So in the second column, write down those things, the things that you're good at, but they do not define you. People do not pay you big bucks for that thing, but maybe you're just, so for example, you said in your case, it could be you, because you travel so much, it could be you giving travel advice, yeah. right? Something that you're really People good at. come to me for it, but it's not something I sell. Yeah, exactly. So something you're good at, but it's not part of, part of your core genius. This is not part of, part of your core brilliance just because you're good at it. So in the second column, write down those things. And the third column, you're supposed to write down things that you suck at, things that are absolutely you would rather stick a pitchfork in your eye than to actually do, do, do those things, right? So that's the third column. And then at that point, I will know clearly that whatever falls in the first column, I should not even be looking at AI. So for example, if writing is your strength, then please don't even go into AI to try and make that part, that first column better because you write it down right now, like write on a piece of paper, Write or post it, stick it to your desk. I'm telling you, you will dilute your genius because the ease and speed of AI gives us the illusion of quality. Yeah. So if you if you do too much of it, you might think it is, and that's what the mistake that people are doing, you know, when they're posting things and like, oh my God, can you believe I wrote this with AI? And I'm like, bitch, I can tell. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> from the first sentence I can tell. So yeah. it is not a flex when you, but, but you, but those people can't tell because they're so bogged down by this idea. Yeah of ease and speed that they don't realize what they're doing. And in the long run, it's going to cost them a lot of brand equity because people stop connecting with you. Yeah. You are diluting your genius instead of actually augmenting it. So my recommendation to you is to, when you start dabbling into AI, look in the second and the third column. Second column, why? Because because you are good at this, so again, taking your example of travel, if you use ChatGPT to make a travel itinerary for you, for example, for a seven-day trip in Europe, when ChatGPT gives you that itinerary, because you are good at this, you can tell whether it's good or shit. Yeah. Right? You can tell. And that is why it is valuable to use AI in that second column, because you can assess the quality of the output. And the third one is the trickiest because you suck at that thing. So whatever chat GPT gives you, you assume it is good quality because yeah. you have no- And it's quality. probably gonna be better than you would have done either way. Exactly, it's it's definitely gonna be better, but if you have to dip your toes, start with column two, because in column two, you can actually tell whether it's good quality or not. But I have seen a lot of people say things like, oh my God, I used to suck at copy. I could not write a single word. I don't, and I used ChatGPT and I created a sales page in like 30 minutes. And I'm like, 
okay, make sure you have someone take a look because you don't know what quality of copy you got. You got words on a page, but you have no idea whether those words will actually lead to a sale. Yeah. And your personality, I think, could be missing when you do yeah. that. Like you want to be putting some of your personality in. Yeah. I think as well with AI, people often think, that the only way to use it is for it to write something for you, for instance. But actually, I, some good ways that I've seen people use it is when they need ideas for an article. Yeah. So they use it for things like that. Or when they want a spreadsheet making and they use it for things like that. And one of the best ways I've used it recently is Zoom has a little AI thing in it that I didn't even know about that can come to your team meetings and write your minutes. So I had someone yeah. write in the minutes all the time. And I was worried that using this little robot would mean they would it would come on and it would just basically be like a transcription service. But it wasn't at all. It was very much like Lisa and Zoe discussed the merits of XXX. It didn't say all of the things we said, which I thought was really clever and saved us time. And anything that saves us time, you know, that's an internal thing, um, is going to be a, an easier thing. And that's such a great example of a column three activity, right? Like you said, you your time is far more valuable to be writing out meeting notes. Your team's time is far more. And we all suck at writing meeting notes anyway. We yeah. either put too much information <laughs> or we put too little. And then you read them and you're like, what the hell is this? So it's a typical case of a column three activity where you are actually taking something that no one wants to do because yeah. it is boring. No one is good at it and you're letting an AI take part of this. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That is such a great example. With a lot of the stuff that you do, there's two things that you're kind of known for. One is the persuasion sales side of things. And the other is you um, are great at creating software that makes people, especially in business lives, easier. How are you using AI in those things? So, oh, thank you so much for asking that. So one of the things that AI, in its own words, right now, if you go ask ChatGPT to create a persuasive argument, right, um, or uh, use the principles of persuasion, the output that you get is so hypey because again, it does not have a brain of its own, right? So it is taking what the market is doing. So what market sees as persuasion is hypey and in your face. Uh, so like using phrases like, uh, don't wait a second, this chance is slipping away. You know, the standard language. Oh my God, everybody... is AI a bro marketer? <laughs> the AI is a bro marketer. <laughs> So, so uh, we found that out like right away as soon as ChatGPT came out and even with GPT-4, we still see the same problem. And I was like, oh my God, score. That is the best opportunity ever because what we have done is, so we understand that that is a huge limitation in GPT. And a lot of people will say, oh, but if you give it the right prompt, yes, I understand. But again, you have to you're, you have to prompt AI in a million different ways in order for it to do something that you can do in much less time. Yeah. And understanding neuromarketing, understanding buyer psychology and understanding persuasion is a lifelong exponential skill anyway. So don't just think of it as I'm just going to outsource it. No, learn the skill. It is going to benefit you. It's going to benefit you in a podcast interview. It's going to benefit you on a, you know, on if you go on TV, it's going to benefit you everywhere where you don't have access to an AI. So 
come on, learn that, learn those principles. But what we've done is that based on this brain model that I started this whole discussion with was, so a brain, B-R-A-I-N, combines your brilliance, AI, and neuromarketing principles. We've actually created a software, a custom software of our own that has that is based on neuromarketing principles. It takes your brilliance, your genius, and it then augments it with AI. So literally taking the column one, column two, and column three that we talked about, taking those things, so column one is your brilliance, column two is neuromarketing, which is my brilliance, which is what mm. I'm good at, and column three is the speed that is added through AI, and we have created something called Business in a Box AI. And Business in a Box AI basically does all of these things, but it does that without diluting your genius, and it does that while adding those neuromarketing principles that chat GPT or any AI tool right now seriously lacks. Amazing. I can't wait to see that in action. Yeah, is, I think it's so clever that people are using AI to develop things right now that are going to help businesses um, in the way that they need helping with, rather than it just being this tool that people are using for basically to write their blogs yeah. and their social media posts. There's so much clever stuff out there and it's only going to get better. There's only yeah. going to be more things that we can learn from it, yeah. Um, yeah. which is fantastic. If somebody wants to come and have a look at that formula that you have and maybe work with you in some way on that, where is the best place for them to go? Of course, I always tell people, you know what, you can safely Google me. I have, I do not have any naked pictures of myself on the internet, so I'm completely safe to Google. That can't be true. Um, There's always a naked picture somewhere. <laughs> unfortunately, okay, unfortunately for the rest of the world, unfortunately for me, there are none. So you can safely Google me. However... However, I'll give you a direct path. So if you go to the persuasionrevolution.com slash brain, you will be able to find out more about the brain revolution. I think just that understanding of using AI as an augmenter, as a second brain, and not to replace your brain, you're not getting a brain transplant, you're getting a brain augmentation. Think of it that way. So I think that will be really useful. Um, just understanding that framework, and then of course, understanding more about how Business in a Box AI works and how you should be looking at AI and not be falling into the category of AI necker or AI denier and yeah. actually become what we call a brain champion, B-R-A-I-N. Amazing. I can't wait to go and have a look. Um, guys, go over and check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes as well so that you can have a look. Um, but thank you, Bushra, for giving us your usual brilliance on this podcast. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. No and thank you everybody for listening. And do come into that strategy group and tell us about what's happening with you and your business with AI, are you a denier? Are you a necker? Or are you a brain champion? Come and let us know and let us know what you're doing because it's a fascinating conversation to have. And I will see you next week for another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.